Resurrection Sunday. We know that every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, but this Easter day is a joyful day. And we're going to look at this resurrection passage to see that there is new life in this Easter story. And then there's a new family and a new mission, briefly. But we're going to look particularly at this new life and why we believe it. Why do we believe there's, there's new life today? It's, it's Sunday morning. It's still dark. Mary returns to the tomb. She'd seen Jesus' body being laid in this tomb on the Friday afternoon. And by the time she gets there, the dawn is breaking. And she gets a huge shock because this large stone that had been in front of the tomb has been rolled away. Uh, she panics. She, she doesn't know what's going on. So she runs back to the disciples to, to tell them something, something's happening. Something, some, someone's moved the, the body. And, and then there's a lot of running in this account, isn't there? Because uh, then Peter and John, they, they run. And the other disciple, that's John in this, in this account, uh, he's obviously fast. That's probably why he includes running, because he was probably the fastest of the disciples. I reckon he was a bit of a show-off, kind of, in terms of his sprinting ability. Anyway, he's certainly faster than Peter, because he gets there to the tomb. Uh, verse 3 there, it says, um, Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Uh, John gets to the tomb, but he doesn't go in. He's a bit nervous. Maybe he's fast, but he's not so bold, because Peter arrives, uh, probably out of breath, and, and, uh, but he goes straight in. Nothing's going to stop Peter. And then we read uh, verse 8, finally John does go in. Verse 8, finally the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. And then we see these four words, he saw and believed. He saw and believed. And in John's gospel, uh, to believe is to put your whole trust in Christ. To believe is not just think, oh yeah, I know about, a bit about Jesus. To believe is to put your whole trust in Jesus. And it always leads to life, to new life, to eternal life, to resurrection life. When you believe, when you put your whole trust in Jesus, it leads to life. So this is a really exciting. He saw and believed. This is in a moment of eternity transformation for, for John. His life is, is transformed forever. Uh, eternal life has begun as he sees and believes, and his life is, is changed. It's exciting, this phrase, he saw and believed. But it's interesting, because what does he see? I mean, he doesn't see the risen Jesus. He's, it's an empty tomb. But it's more than just an empty tomb, isn't it? He, he sees, and John makes a big deal of this, this this strips of linen that Jesus' body had been wrapped up in. They're there, lying in the tomb. And the burial cloth from his head is neatly folded by itself on next to, to, to... Immediately he sees this, he believes, he knows that Jesus is alive and he puts his whole trust in him. Uh, these grave clothes are important to John. Uh, back in chapter 19, um, just uh, uh, back over the page, you, you see um, from verse 40 that... that uh, Joseph and Nicodemus, they followed the traditions of the, of the Jewish customs of, of, uh, of wrapping this dead body of Jesus in spices, uh, long strips of linen cloth, uh, and they would have put in spices, this aromatic, sticky sort of resin that there was a tr traditional Jewish burial custom. And, and, and so uh, they'll have wrapped his head in a separate cloth, and the, the body will have gone into the tomb uh, and then the, 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 some of the spices would have dried out, and, and they would have sort of this thing was encasing Jesus' body, this, these strips of linen cloth. Uh, John's making a big deal of this because it's important. 
It all happened Friday afternoon. He was all wrapped up. He was put in the tomb. So when Mary comes on Sunday morning, she sees the stone rolled away. Uh, she thinks someone's taken the body. Uh, grave robbing was not unusual at the time. In fact, the, 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 eventually the Romans made it a capital crime because uh, it was becoming too common. Uh, so had Jesus' body been stolen? Is that why the tomb was empty? Uh, I, I've never stolen a body. Um, you'll be pleased to know. Uh, I hope you haven't either. Um, but I think if, if I'd wanted to steal a body, well, you know, I don't think I was going to unwrap all that sticky, heavy linen cloth uh, and, and lay it back down. I don't think I would have uh, f- taken the cloth off the head and folded it up neatly and placed it uh, to the side. You know, if I was stealing a body, I'd just grab it and run. Or probably two people would probably need to grab it and run, wouldn't you? But uh, John saw and believed. He saw something utterly miraculous there, not just an empty tomb, but, but, but the cloth, the, the linen cloth. Uh, the stones he had been rolled away, not to let Jesus out, but to let John in to see the evidence, to see this empty tomb, to see the, the linen cloth. He sees and believes, he knows from what he sees that Jesus is alive, that Jesus truly is the Son of God. He is the one who gives new life, eternal life to all who believe. Here's the evidence for for the resurrection, empty tomb, strips of linen cloth. Of course, there's many more evidences for the resurrection uh, as for us to believe on this Easter morning. Uh, There's the scriptures, verse 9. He says, they still didn't understand from the scriptures that Jesus had to rise from the dead. See, there were so many Old Testament scriptures that pointed forward to the resurrection, to Jesus, his death and his resurrection. Uh, As we read the Old Testament, we see that. We see those wonderful fulfillments. There's the empty tomb, there's the uh, fulfillment of scripture, there's uh, the, the appearances. Jesus starts appearing to his people. And of course the first eyewitness of the risen Jesus, as we heard in our reading, is Mary. Mary Magdalene. You know, if John was making this up, if these were sort of made up gospel accounts, there's no way, of course, they would have chosen a woman to be the first witness of the greatest event in the history of the world. Uh, because in first century Jewish tradition, women were not to be regarded in court. Their, their testimony was, was disregarded. Uh, but God chooses Mary, and John records that faithfully. And it's a wonderful appearance, isn't it? I mean, it's just this wonderful transforming life, account, uh, uh, life-changing encounter that the others have gone home. So they've gone home to their uh, the other disciples, and, uh, but Mary can't leave. She can't leave the tomb. She can't leave that space. She can't leave that place. The one she loved so much, is, she doesn't know what's happening. Uh, she's weeping. And Jesus is, is standing there. But she can't see that it's him. We don't, we don't know why. We don't know if it's just because the tears and she can't see clearly because there's tears in her eyes. We don't know if it's like the two on the Emmaus road where supernaturally they can't recognize Jesus until he reveals himself. Uh, But then as she hears his name, she hears him say her name, Mary. She thinks he's a gardener. She thinks he's someone, where where, where have they taken the body? Uh, And then she hears her name, Mary. And she recognizes the voice. She recognizes that beautiful voice of Jesus who knows her name, who knows her uh, inside out, who knows everything about her. And he says, Mary. And as he hears her name, 
she realized who it is. Rabboni, teacher. My Lord, my God, you're alive. I've seen you. And she is the first witness of, of the resurrected Jesus. Her life in that moment is transformed forever. And Jesus carried on appearing to her, to her disciples, to the disciples later on, the disciples uh, the following week to Thomas, as we know, over the coming weeks uh, to several hundred people. Uh, Jesus appears. We've got an empty tomb. We've got folded grave clothes. We've got fulfilled prophecy. We've got physical appearances. And we've got changed lives because Mary goes from weeping at the tomb, utterly distraught, to be excitedly telling the disciples, I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. And his life, their, her life is changed. And, 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 and we see that in the life of the disciples too. As they see Jesus as their lives are transformed, they, they move from being imprisoned and locked away and scared and fearful to be bold witnesses for the gospel. Uh, them and then down the ages uh, to this day. Uh, why do we believe this resurrection? Well, why do I believe it? Uh, there's, there's an empty tomb. There's folded grave clothes. There's fulfillment of scripture. There's the physical appearances. There's a transformed life. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, and, and Jesus uh, being alive means that we have new life. Jesus, John saw and believed. And at the end of the gospel, he says, those who see, well, to Thomas, he says, those who see without believing, those who see with their spiritual eyes, who open their hearts to Jesus, who trust him, will have new life, eternal life. And that is the, uh, the, the great gift of this Resurrection Sunday, new life. But, but it's a little bit more than that, very, very briefly. Uh, it, Mary discovers a new family. Because when Mary recognizes Jesus, she takes hold of him, and Jesus says to her, you know, don't hold on to me, or, or literally don't cling to me, for I have not yet returned to my Father. And uh, uh, you know, he's saying, I'm, I'm just here temporarily. I'm going I'm to go back to my Father, uh, back to heaven. Uh, but then he says, verse uh, 17, uh, he said, uh, Go and tell your brothers. Um, where did he say that? Sorry. <laughs> go, yes, yes, go instead, sorry, verse 17, to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. Uh, see, the events of Easter mean we don't just have new life, we have this new family. Because until then, Jesus had referred to his disciples as, as friends. Now he calls them brothers. Uh, he prayed to his father in heaven, and now he says, my father is your father. And we're so used to sort of praying the Lord's Prayer, you know, our father in heaven, we, know we, we just call him father, we just, we just sort of take that for granted. Uh, for the first century Jew, it would be mind-blowing to know God as father, and it should amaze us too that God is not out there somewhere, big, mysterious, in the distance, far beyond us. No, through believing in Jesus, we have new life and then are adopted into a new family. We become sons and daughters of the living God. We become brothers and sisters with one another and with Jesus, our senior brother. A new family. We have a new life and a new family. And then lastly, we have a new mission. Because Jesus says to Mary, don't hold on to me, but, but go and tell. Go and tell uh, the others. She, she goes off to find them and tells them. Verse 19, I have seen the Lord. Verse 18. And then if we were to carry on reading the, the rest of this passage, Jesus appears to the disciples that evening. He says to them, verse 21, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So here's the Easter uh, 
mission to, to be sent. And, and Thomas wasn't there, but uh, verse 25, the other disciples tell him the news. We've seen the Lord. This is the, this is the, the new Easter mission that the disciples have. That we've seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord. A new purpose uh, for us this Easter. And that is our purpose still, if we're Christians, if we're believing, if we are like Thomas, who saw and believed, if we're like Mary, who, who hears, has heard Jesus say our, our name, who knows us by name and, and called us to follow, uh, well, so we have uh, new life, a new family, and a new mission. And brothers and sisters, uh, that is our calling today on this glorious, wonderful, beautiful Easter morning. Because Jesus died for us, as we're going to remember in communion in a few minutes, uh, because he rose to life on that first Easter Sunday, uh, he knows you by name. He calls you even this morning. A moment of quiet, just as we pause, uh, we need to allow him to, to whisper your name, to hear him uh, saying to you, I'm alive and I want you to follow me. I want to give you a new life and a new family and a new mission. So let's just pause for a moment. Let's allow the Spirit to continue to speak through his word into our hearts. And I'll lead us in a prayer. John saw and believed. Oh God, our Father, we pray that you would help us to see, even this morning, with the eyes of faith, to see the risen Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father. Help us to believe, to put our whole trust in him, that we might have that assurance and certainty of new life, of a new family, of a new mission. And we pray that you would empower us by your spirit to enjoy that life and to enjoy that family and to enjoy being part of your mission to the world. For Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.